1: Hi everyone, welcome to Marketing Nerds. This is Kelsey Jones, executive editor at Search Engine Journal, and I'm joined here today by Matt Southern. He is Search Engine Journal's lead news writer. Matt, thanks for joining us.
0: Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Kelsey. It's my very first podcast appearance, so I'm looking forward to it.
1: Awesome. I'm glad that your first time was with SCJ.
0: Of course. Well, I started to see everyone else's faces up there on on the front page, and I got a bit jealous. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get my face out there a bit more.
1: Good. We like to spread the love. I know. I think everyone's been on it now um, on the team except for Janice. So we need to get her on. Uh, she's our publisher and CEO at SEJ and Alpha Brand Media. So maybe this year I'll try to get her on one too. And then I think the whole team, uh, besides our assistants, will, would have been on. So.
0: Well, if you can get me on a podcast, I'm confident you can get just about Go to anybody else because I'm one of the, <laughs> I'm one of the shyest guys you'll ever meet but
1: I know me too. this has definitely been kind of a a good transition to kind of because I'm an introvert too so to kind of break out of the shell and force myself you know to record podcasts with people I know and people I don't know it's it's a good way to kind of get more comfortable with that so thank you for you know taking the chance and being on marketing nerds.
0: Well thank you for inviting me.
1: So I wanted to talk with you about um, you know like I said you're the lead news writer for SCJ and so you write all of our breaking news and so I thought it'd be really interesting to kind of hear your process and how you find stories and how you write and so I know a lot of our listeners are kind of looking for tips on you know better news writing, better writing in general, staying up to date with the industry. So that was what I was hoping to talk about today. Uh, I first wanted to ask you, you know, you've been a news writer for SCJ for a couple years. How do you find breaking news every day to write about?
0: Yeah, I'm old school when it comes to covering news. I still swear by RSS and I'm still mourning the loss of Google Reader, which was a free RSS reader that uh, Google used to offer. And they shuttered the service because they decided People weren't using it enough, or not didn't have enough daily active users, or whatever the case may be. But I still carried on with that. Uh, I signed up to a, a paid RSS reader, and I've been using that ever since. And and I love it because you get instant updates as soon as um, as soon as a publication updates their their website with a new article, it's right there in your reader. And uh, I couldn't do my job without it, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, I really like RSS readers, too. And I'm like you, I was super sad when Google Reader closed because that was my favorite and it was super easy to use.
0: I think you and I might be the only ones uh, who still remember and, and miss the, the old Google Reader.
1: <laughs> what uh, RSS readers do you use now to replace our beloved Google Reader?
0: Uh, well, I love Feedbin, which is uh, just uh, you know a little $2 a month charge um to use that reader. But it's great because it's simple like Google Reader was. It's just, you know, plain cut and dry list of uh news articles from publications and and uh it does exactly what I want it to do and it's an efficient way to to consume news I find. And um some other RSS readers out there that that are free but are a bit different are are apps like Feedly that you can get on your mobile device or use it on desktop. Which is kind of a bit more visual RSS reader, but it's, it, it can be a bit more difficult to navigate.
1: Yeah, I was gonna, I, I use Feedly now. Um, I don't really like the mobile app, so I've been kind of looking for a, a different solution. And before that, I tried Blog Lovin', which I really liked, um, but then they changed their app where you only get to read the first couple sentences in the app and then you have to go to the full article on the website and I really hate that. I just want to read the whole article in my RSS reader so I'm on the search for a new RSS reader so I'll have to check out Feedbin but I think it just you know kind of comes down to personal preference really just try a few and figure out you know which ones you like to use.
0: Exactly there are so many out there and It's all about finding what works best for you. It took me a little while to find Feedbin after Google Reader closed down. I went through a few different ones before I found this one. Um, And it's not that the other ones were bad. It's just that they didn't suit my needs as well as Feedbin does.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So what are some of your favorite places to go for news or to add to your RSS reader?
0: Um, My number one is the official company blogs themselves so for example anything the official google blog the official google adwords blog any kind of official google blog that's out there i definitely have that in my rss reader as well as the official blogs of other companies i, I cover like twitter facebook pinterest instagram all those companies i have uh bing of course DuckDuckGo, yahoo i co- make sure to cover all the 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 other search engines Um, and then I also follow a few industry websites that report the news but they also get somehow get exclusive scoops that aren't offered by the companies themselves so some examples of those are um, publications like the Verge, Recode, CNET those are all all good ones that get the news out there right away but they also add um, a bit more insight to it and then you can get elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I agree. Those are really good ones. I think, you know, what makes them so useful is that they have exclusive information. And I think, you know, and you can disagree or agree with me, but I think, you know, that's one of the most important aspects of news writing is figuring out the angle that's going to um, be the most useful to the readers.
0: That's right because you can get the, the news anywhere. Anybody has the, the facts about the, the news story itself. It's being able to add that, that little something extra that your readers want and whatever that may be. For a search in general, I found that readers like um, to know the practical implications of uh, a news story. So if, for example, if Google changes their algorithm, the readers want to know what they have to do differently or how it might impact the content they have on their site now. Um, so, just reporting that there is an algorithm change um is only useful to a certain extent. You know the next step would be to explain um what that why and how that matters to the person reading it.
1: yeah, I agree, and that was something else you know I'm kind of jumping down a little bit in our questions we were going to go over, but you know that was something else I wanted to ask you is you know what are some lesser known skills or attributes you need to be a good good news writer because I think you bring up a good point. Um, It's about finding the angle that's going to be the most useful for the reader. And I think part of what goes into that is knowing your audience and knowing what they're going to want to read about. Um, Is there any other skills that you think are important?
0: Um, Being immersed in the industry that you're writing for is very important. Uh, So, for example, I... I i 'm immersed in in s e o and internet marketing i work with it every day, so I can write about it pretty competently um could i write about could I write for a women 's fashion blog? sure yeah I can definitely get a get a story out there uh would it be any good probably not as somebody who works in women 's fashion all day long so so that's one thing to consider don't write for an, like don't attempt to start a news blog about an industry that you're you know not fully uh developed in um, so that's one another thing is knowing what makes a good news story so just because a company sends you a press release doesn't mean that it's interesting news it's just uh, their latest update that they want to get out so it's up to you to decide whether or not what they send you is worth covering and, and that's just some kind of instinct that you have to learn naturally as you, as you go and learn what your readers want to read about
1: yeah I think you know that's definitely something you develop um, as you go along. I know that when, so we both started at the same time and, you know, I was a news writer as well at SCJ. And I think one thing that helped me, um, make sure that I was getting stories out that were useful was being a good typist. So having, you know, good typing skills to make sure that you're writing the stories at a pretty good clip, um, to get them out when they need to be out, I think is also an important skill.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, and I would agree with just about any industry that being able to do your job fast and efficiently is a a great skill to have. But it's also important to keep in mind that you don't want to rush that new story out just for the sake of um, hitting the publish button before anybody else, because that can lead to lesser quality stories. It can lead to stories with uh, um, half information or or just wrong information um, because uh i would uh, yeah I would recommend to wait for the full story to develop before
1: yeah, I agree. I think um getting the news story out but also a complete view on it, which is something I think that you do pretty well. Um, you kind I know sometimes you've waited to get a breaking news story out until maybe you had some quotes from what other people are saying on Twitter in the industry or if you could find other additional sources that had more information I think that that goes into a really good news article because I think when people are looking to read up on breaking news they want a fuller picture and so you know waiting to get that out as opposed to just having something out to have it out, you can really tell the difference on it.
0: I, I, uh, I'd i like to think so too. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah. I, I do like to put in a bit of extra work into the news stories I get out and make sure I get it from every angle and see what other, other people are saying about it, what other industry blogs are writing about it and, uh, paint that full picture for the reader. Um, I think it leads to better news stories. It leads to more credibility, uh, to you as a writer and to the publication you're writing for, and um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's good just to to wait and let the story develop before you you hit that publish button.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of going back to keeping up with the industry, um, another thing that I wanted to ask you about was besides, you know, obviously the written content that you're checking in your RSS reader for breaking news. Do you listen to any other podcasts or read other formats like books or you know private news sites to kind of stay up to date in the industry?
0: Oh, definitely. I'm I'm a big lover of podcasts. My 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 podcast app on my iPhone has more new podcasts than I can go through in a day, <laughs> just <'cause. laughs> So yeah, I like them. But since I'm covering news so um so adamantly all day long, I tend to get the news stories out. Uh, I mean, I I tend to learn about the news before I hear about it in a podcast. Um, so I don't listen to podcasts to follow news, more to get the the insight from other professionals and, and listen to the banter and hearing them discuss the the latest developments. Like you know, podcasts like this week in Google, um, I would know just about every topic that they would cover on that podcast. But it doesn't mean it's not interesting to listen to because I can hear. Uh, you know, roundtable of professionals dissecting that story, and and that's good. So I, I love those, and I also love podcasts that add a bit of humor to uh, uh, to our industry because you know you, you can't take it too seriously all the time; you, you'll you'll uh, go crazy. So po- podcasts like uh, the Unpodcast by Scott Stratton are are good for you know when we need a bit of comic relief and you know, laugh about uh, <laughs> some of the goings on in your industry.
1: Yeah, I'll have to check his out. I know you have mentioned him before. I'll have to add that podcast to my iTunes. Um one that I really like is uh Dave Snyder of Copy Press. He does a podcast um called Malcontent and it's really good. Him and his co-host have a good banter um and it keeps it interesting. I was on it a couple months ago um after PubCon. And we actually played a game, which was uh, Onion or Not the Onion, so the satirical news site The Onion, for those of you guys listening that haven't heard of it, um, they, they have like fake news stories that are satire. And so me, uh, I had to guess if the news stories were Onion or Not the Onion, it was kind of ridiculous, but it was fun to do. And then it was fun to listen to. And you can tell that the people they have on their podcast are more relaxed because they have such a easygoing nature. And so I think that makes it a lot easier to listen to.
0: That sounds like a blast. And now I'm expecting you to introduce games next year to our podcast.
1: (laughs) I should. That's a good idea. I'll have to think about what some good ones would be. Um, yeah, so podcasts are awesome. Thanks, thanks to everyone, by the way, for listening to Marketing Nerds. We love having you guys listen and appreciate any feedback. Um, you know, something else I wanted to ask you about was uh, conference and event recaps because I know for SCJ you write a lot of those for the events we go to or cover, like PubCon and then the U.S. Search Awards. And I knew you, and I know, blah, I know you went to the UK and the European Search Awards this year too. Um, your recaps are always well-written and interesting. What do you you think goes into making a good event recap?
0: Uh, I approach recaps a similar way to how I approach news. Um, I don't like to just get the story out because you can get that at anywhere. Um, For example, with the U.S. Search Awards, I can write about the list of winners and and sponsors and runners-up and that sort of thing. But you can get that information um, from... Web, the official website, or from uh-huh. Twitter, or from just about anywhere else. So I like to paint a picture for the reader um, about how the event was and what they what they missed from not being there. So uh, you know, I like to write about the ambiance, the setting. The, the crowd, how was the energy, was it a full attendance, any kind of interesting quotes that I got from attendees while I was there, you know, what they thought about the event, are they going to go next year, that sort of thing, that all adds more to the story. Um, so networking at, at events is uh, is very important because you can only gather so much from, you know, observing it on your own, um, mingling and getting out there and listening to what other, people's have, other people have to say about it is uh, tremendously important.
1: Yeah, I think kind of Sharing the event from a, from your point of view or from the attendees' point of view makes it super interesting rather than just kind of rehashing the information. So that's always useful. Um, I know you just mentioned networking at events and that was something I kind of wanted to ask you about too, you know, kind of wrapping up our podcast today. Um, how important do you think networking has been to finding going back to news to finding, Um, and getting quotes for breaking news stories.
0: Well, it's led to some of our best stories on the search engine journal, tell you the truth, because it's exclusive information that I got first before, before someone else, because Mm -hmm. I, I made that connection with that individual and, uh, we had a good rapport with each other and they decided that they wanted to send me that news story to get out, um, to have an exclusive on. So it's those sort of things that, uh, they come out of networking that are great or, or just having, just having that connection with someone. Um, if you need a quote, you know, if uh, a new story breaks and you want to know what, what someone thinks about it or what they, if they work for a company that can provide some additional insight, um, just being able to know that person and, uh, and having them recognize your name and your face when you reach out to them is extremely important.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think too, you know, from, for me, coming from the other side of it, um, if I know someone and they're trying to get a quote from me and I see their name in my email inbox, I'm going to read their email first over someone looking for a quote or a source or a story that I don't know who they are. And so I think you know building up those relationships to get to know people and be able to rely on them for information and Vice versa, you know, they're, you're going to be covering their company. I think it's a beneficial relationship. And I think, you know, getting to know people in the industry will definitely lead to better news stories.
0: Yeah, I think I think so too. You have to look at it like in, in real life because a lot of people separate the digital world from the real world. But if you look at it like um, if you approach a company that you didn't know or someone in the company you didn't know and asked them for a quote um, and they didn't know who you were in real life. That would be awkward and, and unusual. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so the same thing applies online. You know, you, you have to think about it the same way. If you're just emailing someone out of the blue and they don't know you and you're asking them for help with something, um, it just comes across as a, uh, as a little bit unnatural.
1: Yeah. And I, and I know, you know, obviously I'm not working at a company. I just work at SCJ, but I get pitched for quotes or, for us to get, um, to get quotes from other people to publish on SCJA, I get, you know, probably 20 or 30 requests a day. And so again, you know, going back to, I'm going to use people that I know versus probably a, a cold pitch or a cold email. So it's definitely important to build those relationships. Um, well, Matt, I think that's all the time we have today. So Thank you so much for joining us and for making Marketing Nerds your first podcast appearance ever.
0: It was a pleasure to be here, Kelsey, and I hope to do another one in the near future.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm going to work on games and then having the rest of our team like Aki and Paulo and Janice on as well. So those are my goals. So thanks again, Matt. And thanks to everyone listening. Again, this is Matt Southern and Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal.
0: This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.